The Daily Becoming podcast was created with the everyday woman in mind. Tune in to hear from real women as they share real stories about becoming. I'm your host, Danielle Boyd. Let's learn, grow, and become together. All right. Hello. We are back. Welcome back to the Daily Becoming podcast. I am your host, Danielle Boyd, and I am glad that you have joined me once again. And I'm glad that my sisters have joined me once again. We're all uh, here on a Tuesday evening, busy evenings for us all. So don't mind any background noise you might hear. You might hear the stove. You might hear the microwave. You might hear the washing machine. You might hear kids. Don't worry about it. Um, We wanted to come on. Hey, y'all. You can take yourself. You, you can join in now. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah, I had to make some, um, you know, requests before we started. So they were waiting patiently. I appreciate you all. <laughs> <laughs> we were like. <laughs> waiting on me to get myself together. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. If there's one thing I can count on, I can count on my sisters to keep it real. <laughs> with me and I appreciate that. I don't know what life would be without them. But um I felt like we needed to hop on again because we were having a conversation recently and I, I think it's timely. We're celebrating Women's History Month. The month of March is Women's History Month. And we're all women. Um, we're a multi-generational group of sisters and you know we were kind of bouncing off of each other uh how our 20s, well some of us are still in our 20s. Shout out to Kirsten. 30s. <laughs> 30s, Chloe's in her 30s and 40s. Felicia and I are in our 40s. We we're having a, a discussion about what that's like, the stages that we're currently in. Because I think there are other women. Well, I know there are other women who um, you know, may feel like they're alone in their experience as a woman of a certain age. And we just kind of want to talk through what that's like or what that's been like for us and um you know some experiences but just share some encouragement and some advice right sisters definitely yes i'm still learning <laughs> well we yeah. all are you know you learn and you grow and you learn and you grow some more that's what life is all about you never stop learning because if you stop learning then you 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 did yes, yes pretty much <laughs> i don't i was trying to find another way to say that but thank you chloe so <laughs> We're just going to, we're going to go, we're going to, you know, take it, uh, run through everybody. Uh, I've sent them some questions to think through, but we're just going to chat. Felicia, are you, are you available in this moment in time? I am available. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Thank you, sister, because you're the oldest. So we're going to kick it off to you first. So you want to just share, you know, you don't have to share your age. You can just say I'm in my forties and, you know, just talk about what, what, what being in this stage feels like for you right now. Well, I can tell my age. <laughs> I am 42. And, and you look good. Thank you, sister. I try. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what this stage has been, it's been very interesting. It's been a combination of people's opinions. I could care less. <laughs> but it's also been a stage of, okay, Felicia, what are you going to do next? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can relate to so that. So it's a stage of, all right, I've been in the workforce since I was 24 years old. Actually, before that, I started working when I was really 14. Uh, yep, I remember. I was what candy, was that? Uh, I was a candy oh, you were can- Yeah, school. and then you did Boston yeah. Market. I worked at Boston Market. Boston Market, I remember that. Pizza Hut. Yeah. Well, Boston so, Market was good. Boston Market, well, right now. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Boston Market. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, the chicken ain't right. But 
I have been just in this stage of number one, trying to figure out what's next. And then number two, being okay with not knowing what's next Hmm. and resting in that. Like I told Chloe the other day that our worship leader at church said, you need to be able to be okay with your surrender, Hmm. learning how to surrender to your already surrender. So learning to be like, all right, Lord, I said that I would trust you. Mm -hmm. So this trusting could be, you know, some extended period of time of what I'm waiting on. (laughs) And so I'm just going to do that. But, you know, I was even reading the devotion. Thank you, Chloe, for sharing that this morning. It was talking about Sarah and Abraham and how she waited forever. Yeah, baby. And I'm like, well. Lord, I don't know, but I'm going to trust you. So that is what this season of life is about. Trusting and also, in the words of my homegirl, Michelle Obama, um, becoming. Yes. Our forever <laughs> first lady. Come yes. on, girl. Shell. Yes. We miss Shell. We miss you. We, we do, Shell. We miss you, really we miss you Michelle Obama. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'll go next because I'm the second in the group. And, you know, much of what Felicia said, um, resonates with me also, but it also makes me think about, and I don't, I'm misquoting the scripture. If somebody knows how time really does not exist with God, you know, one day it's like a thousand, you know, I think that's what the scripture says and and so forth. So, you know, I wonder where the time, the concept of time hits us as human beings so hard, like Felicia was saying, being in our forties and, you know, for me, it's like, okay, God, is this it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like one, are you are you on are you on your way back? You getting ready to crack the sky? Because I'm not okay. ready, first of all. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet you. I'm ready to meet you in the air, Lord. I'm my soul is saved. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But what I'm saying is, I just feel like there's just more that I need to be doing. But what is it? You know, what is it? Um, like Felicia said, we've all worked for ages. Work is not new to any of us. So, um, you know, when I consider where I am in my career, I always sit and think to myself, I probably ran out of the gate a little too fast. You know, I should have paced myself a little more, you know, in my twenties, I felt like I needed to do this and I needed to do this. Then it's like, okay, I did that. So what now? Um, and I have like 14 or 15 years in the system left. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it 14 or 15 years with other people's children. You know, I need to figure out how to reinvent and redefine myself. So 40 is is definitely the real deal. But 40 is not like what I thought 40 was when I was a little girl. You know, of course, you hear your parents say, well, I'm 40, your parents, friends and so forth. And you thought that was old. And I'm like, no, I'm definitely not old. I would, I'm definitely mature. But sometimes I feel like you know, I wish that I could maybe turn back the hands of time, but, you know, also trying not to live in regret. So that's the stage that I'm in as a 40 year old woman. Chloe, you're next. And you look good. Thank you, girl. Both of you. I love that. I, I love, I love y'all. I'm just we I'm so too. grateful we for my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I am a young 34. Yes. <laughs> a good old young 34. I'm going to hold on to that number as long as I can. I'll be turning 35 in a few months. Um, it's hitting me hard. I'm not going to lie. It's been a transition. Um, I will say uh, the stage that I'm in right now is actually starting to feel more comfortable with myself. And yeah. <clears throat> oddly enough, it's just kind of weird. 
Daniel, you put it perfectly in terms of kind of like the concept of time. Mm-hmm. You're like, why am I just now starting to feel comfortable with myself in my 30s? Like, it's just a very weird concept to me, but I'm becoming more clear with my boundaries, becoming more clear with my nose, becoming more clear with what I want and what I don't want, um, not being afraid mm-hmm. to say it. Um, really, honestly, and I hate to use the word, but because it has such a, a negative connotation to it, but very selfish right now in a way of just like, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what do, what do you like about your life right now? What are the things that you want to potentially change or, you know, get rid of? Like, you know, I think. What- Uh-oh, I think Chloe froze on us a little bit. Is everybody else there, Kirsten, Felicia? Uh-oh. No. Oh, there she is. Yes. Okay. Oh, sorry, y'all. My internet has been weird all day. That's fine. Um, but I, the, the thing that I've been grappling with as of lately is like, do you want to keep the same habits that you've had mm. in your 20s going into your 30s? So I've been making really intentional efforts to change, uh, well, one, being honest about some of those habits. Mm-hmm confronting them and being honest with where I am with them. Um, and then saying, okay, now you can make some changes. How do you want to do that? Um, and just being kind with myself in that regard, kind of similar to y'all. I think <clears throat> we are the, we are the household of work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan and Gina believed in, you know, let, let's get up and work. Okay. One way or the other. So I've been working since I've been 15 um, <laughs> right, Felicia. I've been working since I've been 15. And so, and I've had very many jobs. I've had a lot of different jobs, but I'm starting to feel a much more comfortable in my career. I'm excited about the direction that my career is taking, but I also kind of similar to you, Danielle, I'm like, what's retirement again? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, if I got 15 15- <laughs> Then I'm we're like, not even gonna talk about how many. Well, you know, and then you know, you're in a totally different field. Yeah. And sector, so I don't know how that works, but mm, it ain't looking much different. <laughs> so I'm like, I, you know, just coming to grips with like, okay, what, what does, what will work look like? What will leisure look like? What will time look like for you? Are you confined to this kind of lifestyle of working in corporate America for until you? uh, retire. And it's, so it's a lot of questions right now that I'm kind of like grappling with and answering, um, in my quiet time with God and just really leaning on him right now. That's, that's kind of the stage that I'm at right now at 34. At a young 34. And I just want to applaud you, you know, on all of the, the, uh, revelations and changes and so forth. I think we don't celebrate ourselves enough because we're always thinking about what's next. Yes. So I think it's important to definitely um, reflect on, okay, I was here, now I'm here, and I'm still moving forward. So congratulations, Chloe. It's always interesting to see all of us at the age that we are, um, you know, given we've grown up with each other. But anyway, yes, it is the baby's turn. Go ahead, Kirsten. Okay. um, Hello. (laughs) I am a smooth 28 years old, a foxy one at that. Um, as a 28 year old right now, it's a big question mark because I am seeing, you know, I have 
a lot of people that I look up to, i.e. my sisters, and being able to see y'all in different ages um, throughout my life, it's kind of like navigate, help me navigate like what I might be interested in, you know, moving in my 30s and then moving in my 40s and what I'm not interested in. Mm -hmm. So I think right now it is literally just a big question mark because it's like, yeah, I worked, but your girl don't want to be working all that. Like (laughs) she ain't trying to do that. Like I really just, it's just a question mark because it's like, what do I actually want to do? And how do I want to utilize my time? Who do I want to be surrounded by? Like, even though I am 28, like one day I will be 30. And I want to look at my 20s without a whole lot of like regrets. I don't feel like I have like tons of regrets, but I don't want to look back and feel like I wasted a lot of time just working and just doing what I have to do to make it to 30, to make it to 40. I really want to be in like, and figure out what that is for me, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's just a big question mark right now as a 28 year old. Well, I'm glad you have those question marks because I think if I, again, could go back, I probably would have taken the time to nurture um, my soul a little bit more, especially as it pertains to work um, and passions and what I want to do. You know, I think Felicia and I are generationally, we come from a group of people, young people, because we're still young, where what was preached to us was you finish high school, you go to college, you get a job or you go to graduate school or, you know, you marry your kids, you know, so forth. And I think as time has gone on, that narrative has changed quite a bit, which is a good thing because all of the things that I mentioned, that's not for everybody. You know, college isn't for everyone. Working in a traditional, you know, workforce sector is not for everyone. Marriage at a certain age is not for everyone. Children, you know, is not for everyone. So I'm glad to see that, Kirsten, you don't feel those constraints um, you know, I wouldn't say that I felt constrained, but I would say that was the broader narrative. Felicia, would you agree with that? Oh yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree. Cause I know if I could go back and do things, one of the things I wish I would have done more is travel. Mm-hmm. Like, and when you get married and when you have children, those, your priorities just change. Yeah. You can't afford it. No, <laughs> it just changes is what it is. And so it's just like Danielle said, it's so important. Self-discovery, self-reflection, journaling, taking time with yourself, being silent. All of that is very important because me trying to be silent now can't occur until 10 o'clock at night. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then you're sleeping <laughs> on daylight savings time. Correct. Yeah, because so, yeah, Carlos and I were just sitting and reflecting. I said, you know, I got married when I was 28 because he was 30. So you know, we, we dated for a few years and then was there, the engagement came and then the wedding came and, you know, we're married for a couple of years and then Madison came and it just feels like everything just flashes before your eyes. And of course, when your priorities shift, um, you know, that's when you do kind of get not stuck. I hate using that word, but you do have more of a responsibility when kids come around and you have a marriage and you have marriage goals, you know, whether it's getting a house or whatever the case may be, you got to work. 
you know, unless you've got some money sitting somewhere that you can pull from. That's one thing I wish I would have done more of at, at you all's age is save. Felicia's always been really great at that. Um, but <laughs> moving on to the next question, um, what did you think this age would feel like and look like for you? And is it kind of similar to what you thought? Felicia, you want to start back over again? Sure. I thought that I would be where I wanted to be professionally. Okay. As far as when it comes to like my family and my marriage and stuff like that, um, I feel like I'm I'm okay. You know, there's some things that I wish that we could improve upon. That's but I think everything. the biggest thing is I thought that I would be where I wanted to be professionally. And I think that has been magnified with me being back in school with these young bucks. <laughs> yes. Going back to school at our age is definitely an experience. Okay? Yes. It and really is. To them and like watching how they navigate the world yeah, and how they navigate relationships. And I'm just like, oh my God, what was I doing? I know I was doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> different generation. This is a different generation, but just watching them and see how they grown. But at the same time, like I was telling somebody just yesterday, I had lunch with a friend. I said, it has been challenging, but it's good because it forces me out of my comfort zone. That's true. So yeah. they're challenging me, but at the same time, they're looking at me like, oh, Miss Felicia. And I'm like, stop calling me that. In class. <laughs> <laughs> just call me Felicia. <laughs> right. Don't start, start with the formalities. <laughs> right. But yeah, I would, that's what I would say. Yeah. I honestly don't know what I thought 40 was going to look like because I've never been, I feel like I don't like to think forward because that causes me anxiety. You know, it's a trigger for me. Um, so I wish I would have been a little bit more forward thinking, um, especially when it comes to certain things like the retirement aspect and having the investments and things of that nature. I wish that I, you know, would have put things in place. Um, can't go back, but uh, working on those things now. But I can't say that I spent a lot of time forward thinking and, you know, wondering what 40 would feel like. But I think the thing that I can agree with you on, Felicia, from a career standpoint, um, uh, I wonder, I'm not saying I wonder if I chose correctly, (laughs) but I wonder, you know, if there were things that I should have taken advantage of, should not have spent so much time in one location. Um, Like Kirsten was saying, um, just picking up, moving on, not feeling obligated and being a little further along. So that's what I would say. Chloe, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you you and Fee, y'all um, pursued careers in your degrees. Um, and my, though I loved, you know, my degree, um, I graduated shortly after 2008. The recession was crazy. <laughs> So it completely shifted the way that um, like the availability of jobs for us coming out of school. And so I had to pivot very early in my like straight out of college of like what I thought I wanted to do. Um, And it just has been just pivoting and pivoting and pivoting, um, landing me where I'm, I'm at now. So realistically, when I was thinking about 30s, I was thinking about stomping down the streets in New York, which I did. <laughs> yeah, just you did that. You did that. You know, just differently, <laughs> um, completely different than what I had envisioned. I just envisioned myself being this like really career driven woman. 
And I have been to some certain extent. Um, but now I'm really thinking around like, do I like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do I enjoy that? Is that something I enjoy? Also, you know, and I think maybe just watching you all um, and then realizing that mom was around my age when she had me or, yeah, I think, I think so. she was around my age when she had me. So mm-hmm. naturally in my mind, I also think about marriage and a family as well. And that just looks different. And I think, you know, and that's okay. I, it is. And I, I've had to, I've had to, you know, just transparently really start affirming that to myself as of lately of just like, girl, it's cool. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You're going to be all right. But you know, it's hard. I mean, because society tells you uh, one thing and then church tells you another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just, it feels, it's a lot of pressure around being married and having a family. And then you think about your biological clock. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, now I think about, should I be freezing my eggs, Lord? Like, (laughs) like all of that, just for the sake of doing it. I mean, my company, I don't, I wouldn't have to pay anything. Just it, they will literally take care of it. So like I've been toying with that idea. It is, it's a really good option to have, but I don't want to have to do that either, you know? And so a lot of it back to what Fee was saying earlier about surrendering, I've had to really surrender that part of my life. Like I've had to literally surrender like, okay, when you want me to be married, Lord, (laughs) and when you want me to have a family, I know that it's going to happen. So wait on wait on I know. (laughs) I think that's been the biggest the biggest, uh, like, I don't want to say, um, it's not a disappointment or anything, but just kind of like the biggest, like, uh, level setting that I've had about like, if, you know, marriage and, and having a family at this, at 34 years old, cause for mm-hmm. sure I thought as a kid, like, absolutely. Like I'm going to have a, a husband and kids. I'm seeing my mom, I'm seeing, you know, you all, and stuff like that as I got older and everything. So I'm like, yeah, of course. But as you get old, it, you know, things just year after year, time just moves and it just flies past you. And, you know, you look up and you're like, ah, that's not, you know, that's not where I'm at right now. And that's okay. That's yeah. okay. It is. So yeah, that's well, been the adjustment. I feel like one thing I noticed, Chloe, just thinking about your your peer group, I don't know, you, there are not a lot of married folks in, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's and, like my choice or if that's because, you know, if people I, are still waiting and, you know. Yeah, I think what's happening, too, is that there's just this, you know, women are having such a, um, per, have had for the last few years such an, a progression in what, like, what their dreams and their aspirations and their ambitions are and they're going for it. And so mm-hmm. I think. Um, that also plays a role in kind of these dynamics around like gender roles and stuff like that. And you, you're so focused on wanting to achieve for the sake of achieving and having a life that you aspire to have without necessarily having it attached to your partner status. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And so I think that's a, a part of it, but also I'm also experiencing at this middle 30 age, a lot of early divorces that are happening as well too with some of my peer group. And that also is like, ooh, 
that's a weird that's a weird thing to 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 um to see yeah you know and to experience um people who we've gone to school with and stuff who got married very early and then now have dissolved their relationships and stuff like that so yeah it's a lot of it's very interesting for sure yeah and that's hard to watch for sure um, it is yeah curse and you know especially given the context and the age and so forth Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I consider you all young and if people. kids are involved yeah, as well, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So, Kirsten, what about you? What did you think 28 would look like? Wow. Um, I think for me, especially with kind of like being a, a 90s baby mm-hmm. on the cusp of 94, you know, we're the best. Mm-hmm. In 28, honestly... The way people talk about 20s, people really don't talk about there's two sides of your 20s. There's your fun side and then there's the serious side. So I feel like I'm in the age now where it has to be serious, like enough of the games. Now, (laughs) let's think about what you really want to do as you are progressing to your 30s. 28 for me, I really wanted it to be a year. And it's I mean, I just turned 28. Um. I wanted it to be freedom, um, lots of traveling, mm-hmm. um, lots of days off of the grid, not being confined to work. And it's kind of the opposite, but I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm putting my own foot down and making those provisions for myself so I can at least have some of that. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. My 20s, because um, my friends and I, we talk about this too. Like, we, in terms of like relationships and marriage and babies, like, that's always like, okay, one day. But it's nothing that we're like super hung on about having that in every conversation. Yeah. So I think for me at this age, what I thought it was going to be was, like I said, a bit more freedom, a bit more cash flow. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, something where I was like close to like my dream job, where I, where I wanted to be at. Um, and like I said, more travels, but we're getting there. Yeah. And I think progress matters. And I think, I think it feels better when you know that you, like you said, are getting serious and you're putting things in place and you're moving towards the goals that you're setting for yourself, you'll be able to celebrate knowing that yeah. I did that. You know, I, I did this and I, I, this is something that I accomplished. I think we've all kind of talked a little bit about how we're managing our own expectations um, of ourselves, because I think that's very important. I also think that can be a little challenging at times too. Um having to look in the mirror. So does anyone want to share, you know, um, you know, any experiences they've had recently with managing expectations? I know, Chloe, you talked about the uh, family planning and marriage and so forth. And, you know, Felicia and I have kind of talked about our career and Kirsten just shared about, you know, where she anticipated being, but is moving in that direction. Um, Because I definitely don't want to beat a dead horse. (laughs) <laughs> but if anybody else wants to share more on the managing expectations, because then the other side of that is managing societal expectations. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll say, I'll just, I'll just continue to read. 
Right. I'll just continue to reiterate what Fiat was saying about surrender. Mm-hmm. Like that has been, I feel like the theme of the last two years, last year or so for me. Um, I mean, starting from like the, like honestly the last few years, but truly like the last few years or the last year or so from like dad's, everything that was happening with dad, mm-hmm. the move, to Texas, um, a new job, a new role, managing a new team, being in a relationship. It was um, a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think I just actually looked up maybe at the top of this year and realized like you just went through a a huge like transitional year. So it's okay Mm -hmm. if things don't look like what you thought they were going to look like. It's okay. So I think man, part of managing um, your expectations and societal expectations is really once definitely surrendering to God, like truly surrendering everything over to him and just saying, you know, what my prayer has recently been is like, God, you you know the desires of my heart. And I know that you are going to take care of those desires. I don't even have to speak them out. You know what is truly in my heart and my spirit, what I desire. You know what's best for me. You're not going to steer me in the um, wrong direction. And I think that has helped me kind of set my, level set my expectations and not get so attached to what society is telling me Mm -hmm. I should be doing. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm rooted in him. Mm -hmm. And so however he steers my life, I know that that it meant good for me. And so I have to just trust that whatever situation I'm in, whatever environment that I'm in, that God meant that for some form of good in my life. And I think that has helped me tremendously over the last year. Um, and, and, and as mom, <laughs> mom would always says the word, the word, the word. <laughs> <laughs> right. But she's not lying. She's not. Yeah, she's we, not. That's what you learn over the years. And, you know, you, yeah. I think that's great, Chloe, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. you know, for me, it's also reminding myself of Jeremiah 29, 11. God has a great plan for me, you know, a plan for good to prosper me, not to do me harm. I think for me, shedding or or, um, managing expectations requires me to shed expectations. So it's kind of like, I need to brush this off. You know, I need to let this go. Where did this come from? I I do have to sit with it and, you know, question where, where did I pick this up? And wherever I picked it up from, I need to let it go. And I need to uh, post it against, you know, like you said, the foundation, which is the word of God. And if it's not according to what I know his will and plan is for my life, then I need to let it go. But of course, you know, God's ways are without finding out, you know, his ways are higher than ours, ours, his thoughts are higher than ours. And sometimes that can be challenging um, because you're like, okay, Lord, what are you actually doing? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> but then it, me, Lord. <laughs> Say, tell me something. Okay. Give me a, a, you don't want to rush me, man. <laughs> <laughs> like color purple out here. But yeah, so it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely shedding the expectation, but going back and just quieting myself and um, really getting perspective. I think that's my prayer a lot lately is Lord, just give me perspective, like help me to see things through the eyes of faith and to know, like you said, Chloe, that, you know, he's going to work everything out for my good. Felicia and Kirsten. 
I was just going to say amen to all of that. And then yeah. the only thing I will also say is check your quote unquote expectations and see if it's rooted in the approval of other people. That's true. If it is, then, then, you know, okay, time to reel it on back. Like you said, Danielle, time to shed it on off because if you are seeking the approval of others by meeting their expectations, then you're always going to be in a rut. Right. Cause you're never going to be able to please man. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a mom now, I find myself, of course, Madison doesn't understand that. But, you know, when she's coming home talking about a little drama at school and stuff, those are the things I find myself telling her, like, no, we're not going to worry about that. And of course, I know I have to circle back to tell her the same thing. But it makes me also wonder, you know, where we were at like seven and eight years old and, you know, how we thought about it. If it's so early. <laughs> not in the drama like that, you two. I know. Yeah. The, the drama is different these days with the kiddos. You know, we didn't deal with all of that um, when we were their age. But of course, we had less access also. So yeah, it is very much a different time. But Kirsten, I didn't mean to cut you off if you were going to jump in. Oh, I was just going to say, I totally agree with Felicia because I feel like my expectations are kind of rooted in others' expectations of me mm-hmm. because I'm just so accustomed. I feel like I call myself a recovering people pleaser. So I feel like that goes into that role of, okay, like I already have expectations of myself and I know other people do, but let me just tap in to see what they think. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no. Because their expectations doesn't even align with actually what you want to do and most importantly, what God wants me to do. So I think that's something that I have been learning and shedding a lot of. And it's hard, but Mm -hmm. it's worth it in the end. It is hard. And I think one thing we all experience. So for any woman out there who finds yourself where we've mentioned we've been or where we are, we have we will all be there. We've been there and we might circle back. So don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel like you're going crazy. You're out of your mind. Because I think this process that we go through as women is the reason why a lot of women are depressed and anxious and worried because they may have very well had a foundation. Um, You know, they may have been strong in their faith at one point, but because of life's ups and downs and things not going the way that they may have thought that they would go, then you start to question, you know, your faith. You know, we just want to say question. There's nothing wrong with having questions, but we want to also say that um, just be very sure, be very, very sure. And I think for me, I don't question my faith because I know where God has brought me from, you know, even in the midst of like, me trying to figure it out and not knowing he's always made a way. Like there's always been a door to open. There's always been a path that he's cleared. There's always been people to come alongside. Um, even in the journey that I've, you know, taken recently with business and things of that nature, sometimes it can be very frustrating and challenging, but God always makes a way. So I think, you know, we have to look at it from that perspective also that, Things may not be going the way that we want them to go. We may be in this valley and walking through, you know, what is a little dark, you know, we, things might not be as clear, but we know that if God has done it before in our lives, he will do it again. It might take some time. And that's where you all, you know, talked about the surrender, but there's also patience. 
Um, mm-hmm. And there's also perseverance. perseverance is the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, <laughs> perseverance, exactly. you know, and then there's the scripture that talks about adding to your faith. You know, you add mm-hmm. to your faith, but the only way that you can add to your faith is if you go through these trials and tribulations. It just is what it yeah. is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. One, of, one of my devotional this morning, it just reminded me what you were saying, Danielle, about um, the, you know, the storms in our life and the clouds and one of mama's favorite, Oswald Chambers, yes. I think I said his name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He stated, you know, sometimes we think that when God allows clouds in our life, in our lives, that we're expected to, or we're supposed to learn something, but those clouds actually represent that we're supposed to unlearn something. Wow. And I found that so like, Ooh, I was like, oh, gosh, okay. So what am I unlearning right now, Lord? (laughs) (laughs) And that gives you another perspective, right? Because that then helps you to be more introspective and kind of figure out, okay, how can I, what, 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 how am I looking at this and how could I look at it differently, right? right? Like, Mm -hmm. what have I done in the past and what can I do differently now to kind of shift you know, my, my life in a different direction, um, to provide more hope, you know, without that relationship, I don't know how people, I don't know how you, you know, still have maintain a level of hope. So yeah, I resonate with that. That's greatly. a good word, Chloe, the word hope, 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 hope. hope. You gotta have hope and yeah. hope is, is attached directly to your faith and to your expectation because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, we cannot please God. And this is a walk of faith life. That's what life is. So on that, I wanted to ask you all if there's like one piece of advice um, that you've been given or a piece of advice that you would give to someone that may be in a similar stage as you right now. Felicia, would you like to go first? Yes, I can go first. And I think the piece of advice that I would give And I actually heard it last night um, on Entertainment Tonight. Hmm. It was Michelle Yee. I think that's her name. She just wanted to ask her for a uh, best supporting actress. And she's been acting for forever. And she's in her 60s. She's an Asian lady, probably in her 70s. Looks great. But what she said was. I think it's best actress. I think she won best actress. actress. Congratulations. She said, ladies, don't ever let anybody tell you you're too old to do anything. She said, because you're not. And that just goes back to what you were talking about earlier, Danielle, about time. Mm-hmm. Um, who says like you could do 40, 50, 60? It's a great time to reinvent yourself. It's a great time to reflect. And it's also a great time to sometimes figure out what you really want to do. Yeah. Because things change as you get older. And be okay with things changing. That's what I would say. That's good advice. Oh, sorry, sister. No, go ahead, Kirsten. I said, I always think of uh, Shelly Ann Fraser. I love her. And she is a great example of how people would like to kind of look at your age in terms of, okay, you're at this set age where you should be stopped. Like you should stop with track and field. Like you got one more race and then that's that. And then every time she comes back and just is always winning first place and the fastest is like, who are you to tell anyone, especially women, because of their age, when there is a cutoff? Right. Mm -hmm. You don't know. 
You you, don't. We don't know, you know, and yeah. we started talk. We started off talking about Sarah who had a baby in her what? Nineties. Nineties. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so we started talking about, started out talking about a woman, uh, a real woman who went through a lot of trials and tribulations. Some she bought on herself by trying to force the hand of God in terms mm-hmm. of her becoming a mother. And then, you know, her eventually walking into that promise, but there's no time stamp, you know, and, and that's the advice that I would give. There's no time stamp. And as long as you're living, continue to live and continue to just walk out your purpose, you know, don't stop, don't give up, um, don't allow people to p- place restraints on you. I can understand now completely why mom and dad didn't let us get involved with a lot of things um, because I think they knew that certain things would cause us to want to compare ourselves or, you know, may have very well stopped our purpose from going forth if we had gotten caught up with the wrong group of people and things of that nature. And it was hard then to understand that as a child, because you thought your parents were just being, you know, lame. But now it's like, you know, (laughs) no, you know, they really, (laughs) yeah, they really stewarded us and, you know, helped us to understand the importance of standing out and, um, you know, avoiding the traps of comparison and avoiding the traps of, you know, getting stuck in an identity crisis. You know, we're all going to deal with that. Um, But I think that we learn very early on how to stand out, how to be our own women, how to have our own mind, of course, how to pray and how to seek God. But I think the advice that I would give is stop placing limits or a timestamp on the destination and just walk it out. Just, just keep moving. I like that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I I was going to say for me, for any woman around my age or even earlier, like uh, establish your boundaries (laughs) and hold true to your boundaries. Um, Don't waver on them. I think kind of what Kirsten was mentioning about being a recovering people pleaser. I think that might be a common theme across women in general. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't like to rock the boat too much. Right. Um, And I don't know. And y'all tell me how you feel about this, but I don't know if it's, you know, um, also more amplified as a Christian woman, because I think we have been taught to, um, you know, be very patient and kind and compassionate and loving. And sometimes I think that can teeter the line of feeling like you have to just bend over backwards or extend yourself more um, than others. And so what I would say is like really understand how healthy boundaries can exist in your life, stand on your values, you know, stick to your values, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't compromise your values because they are a part of who you are. They, they make up the fabric of who you are. Um, and don't stop dreaming that back to your point, Danielle, about, you know, not putting limitations on yourself, but, you know, dream big. And I think that's, that's been the biggest thing that I've also been praying for is like, God just, you know, bring in bigger dreams in my life, like things I can't even fathom, but just bring those dreams back so that, you know, you can continue to have something to reinvent or strive to exactly Mm -hmm. look forward to. Right. And so 
that that would be my two pieces of advice of like really understand where healthy boundaries exist in your life. Don't be afraid of them. But then also don't be afraid to dream big either. That's good, Chloe. And Kirsten, you want to uh, would you like to share your piece of advice? Yes, um, it's actually it was a passage in a book I was reading and it said only a woman who is willing to face her fear of what her critic is telling her and discover and live by her true values can move into her authentic self. So I think that really touched me the most. And this can apply to any age because we all have a critic. And I think sometimes as women, we tend to listen to the critics more than ourselves Mm -hmm. and then obviously more than God. And I feel like, like she was saying um, before, just having more silence and, you know, learning to just remove yourself from everything and just having that moment of peace that can really silence the critic. And usually sometimes the critic is your own self because of the things that you have allowed yourself to listen to because of societal expectations, pressures, other women your age that are up in ranks or a mother or in a relationship. Like, I feel like that's something that I would share for the ladies to literally, you know, when you want to find that authentic self, you must silence that critic and the things that you are believing about yourself in order to move forward. That's good advice, Kirsten. And, you know, to that, I would also say, you know, the grass is not always green on the other side. You know, you might be looking at you, (laughs) you might be looking at this other person who seemingly has something that you you know, would like to have in your life right now. And it's just not the right time, but you may not know that this person is struggling with the thing that you feel like you should have right now. So again, we cannot stress the importance of staying in your lane. Um, But I guess there's also importance, the importance of like community, because, you know, in community, you'll find that there's a lot you know, the people that you're in community with are experiencing the same things and you all can walk through that with each other, um, do life with each other, pray for each other, encourage one another, hold each other accountable, and maybe even just say, hey, girl, snap out of it. But yeah. um, <laughs> and can I add to that, Danielle? Yes, also, we need to, more women have to talk about their salaries. Like you need to have more conversations about your money. Because you'll find out that people like we need to be more comfortable with just expressing like this is how much I'm thinking about going in for for this role, because somebody could actually tell you you are low balling yourself. You should probably go for more. Right. I think there's this like so kind of back to the I know that was a very particular thing. But when you were saying that the community Mm -hmm. like it's important to share like your experiences, it's important to share the money that you're, you know, gunning for, like, of course, with a trusting source, right? Like it, right. it, it can't do, do, it, do it with strangers, right? But have those types of really transparent conversations because I think sometimes we hold on to information to your point, Danielle, thinking that we're the only person that's navigating it. And you'll find in those conversations that somebody may have already dealt with it, experienced it, achieved it, like, and, and, it, and they could give you that wisdom in order to move in the right direction. So it's not just limited to kind of like, you know, hey girl, tell you know, I, I'm struggling with my man. It could also be, you know, 
tell the real like, conversation. Intentional community. Yes. Yeah, like I'm yes. going into for this interview, and I'm thinking about you know giving. I'm thinking about setting my salary here. What do you think I should say? You think that's lower? Like it, it goes across the board, and I want more women to have those types of conversations with each other. Well, that's a totally different, that's a different podcast for another day, child, because uh, yes, we have to learn how to become more transparent, but we also, like you said, have to be discerning. Um, But that's why mentorship is important. That's why, um, you know, I can't stress that enough, but that's also why it's important for you. We have to open up too. like, we have to be open to the dialogue and the discussion and to sharing because it's... um, you have to be vulnerable to do that. But yeah, that's a great point too, Chloe. As women, we can help each other go further because as women, a lot of our experiences are similar. Um, so reach out, reach out and know that you're not alone. Uh, one, I know that the majority of women listening to this podcast are women of faith. You trust God as your Lord Jesus uh, I'm getting tongue tied. You're trusting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yes. And let him be your ultimate guide, you know, and yeah. he will show you, he will show you which circles to keep and he'll show you which direction to take. And like Chloe was saying, I really like what you said about the dream aspect. You know, I had a chance to share yeah. about um, dreams last year at a virtual conference. And, you know, I just started out by saying we were designed to dream. Um, and that podcast is available at uh, the Five Peas podcast. My friend Jessica Walker released that as a part of her summit. So I'd encourage you to go listen to that, ladies. If you haven't, I'll share it in the uh, show notes. But as we all mentioned, put your hand in Jesus's hand. Keep walking. Keep living. Yes, <laughs> sister. Uh, yeah, the days will get lighter. He will make your feet like, what is it? Like Heinz feet. The gazelle. Is that the animal yes. that they reference in the scripture? Yes. And just think this about why that. We need, this is why we need the Bible scholar. We need mama on this. You know, think think about <laughs> that. Getting that Bible out. Think about that representation. You don't see animals stressing. You know what I'm saying? They just be hopping along, skipping, <laughs> taking up wings. And Living bugs. their lives. Exactly. Yeah. And, so and that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Matthew 6. That's Matthew 6, 33. You know, take no thought. Don't worry, you know, if he's going to take care of the lilies of the field, if he clothes, if he clothes the lily of the field, if he feeds the birds, he is absolutely going to take care of you, his daughter. All right. Thank you, sisters. Thank you. Thank you, sister. I appreciate y'all joining me again. And thank y'all too for joining in. We will see you on the next go round. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, scene. (laughs) (laughs) I always love these calls. I know. That was good. Thank you, sisters.